Hello everyone, my name is Roy Peretz and I'm here in Park City, Utah with my husband Ron Thurston. We left New York City four months ago to live in an Airstream, travel across the U.S. to discover this beautiful country and rediscover ourselves. Thinking about our journey so far, we kept talking about the decisions we had made and one element kept coming up, time. Change takes time, and when we tried to track back to the moment it all started, we went back all the way to the moment we met. The seeds of our then-future journey were already there. If our conversation sparks something within you, or you have a drop-the-coconut moment that you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram, at dropthecoconut, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook. I hope you enjoy it, and thank you for jumping on our coconut wagon today. Hello, Ron. Hello, Roy. Good evening. Good evening to you. How are you today? We had the most beautiful day today. It was gorgeous. We are in Park City in Utah. It's about 20 miles, 25 miles from Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And this place is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember that in the first episode, I said that I'm not going to be Roy Columbus. I'm going to be Roy Peretz, right? So I'm taking it back. I'm going to be Roy Columbus. <laughs> I am discovering America. And oh boy, it is stunning. Stunning. What to you is so beautiful in this place? And when I ask that, I'm thinking about the energy of this place. There's something just happening here. Mm-hmm. I think it's the the combination of um, the mountains and the sky and the sunset and the sunrise and the clear air and the proximity to other businesses and feeling like a city. It doesn't feel as remote, yet it feels just as stunning here. And I think this is exactly what it feels to me, the stunning nature around, but there there is a vibe of a city happening. Yeah. And I think as much as we want to think of ourselves as these two people who left the big city and went on a trip in nature, we're still city boys deep down. <laughs> and we still crave this feeling of the buzz yeah. of the city. Yeah, I would, right? I would say that. I think we admire nature. You know, we're not really hikers or you mm. know, really, we're not really camping. You know, we're in luxury RV resorts. I think we have to put it in perspective that we are living outdoors, but we're not camping in a tent. Well, I will still call us campers <laughs> because we're on a campground. Fine. But yes, we're not living in a tent in the middle of the woods. And through this journey so far, we've been in some remote places. And I have realized that as much as I love being these in remote places and I love the quiet, I do want to have like something close by. Yeah. Like something that I can drive to and it's buzzing and happening. And we've been in places where Starbucks has been 90 miles away from us, right. which is kind of tragic to wake up and not have Starbucks. <laughs> you know, some of America would not agree with you about that. And they like local coffee. But I would say watching you visit a Whole Foods yesterday for the first time in six weeks, you said it feels like home. So, you know, there's a, there's a amount of luxury that I think we both still enjoy on occasion. But I don't know why you keep calling it luxury. We just got used to something and we are creatures of habit, you know, that I am. Mm-hmm. And still Whole Foods just makes me feel at home. It 
doesn't mean that it's luxury going to Whole Foods. It was just a funny moment in time to see how happy you were to be in a Whole Foods. I was. It felt very familiar. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I think um, driving here from Colorado, which we took a seven-hour drive, was really interesting because it was one of the first times that we drove, and I think we didn't have music the entire time. Mm-hmm. And few things happened. Beside the fact that I didn't butcher every single song on the radio, <laughs> we were very immersed in nature around us. And this long drive, you go into the desert and then it becomes a forest. And the scenery changes so many times that it's just stunning. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that happened was that we had a very long conversation with a little bit of ideas and dreams and things were starting to trickle down about our future and where we're going. Mm -hmm. How did that conversation feel to you from the perspective of thinking about the future? I don't think we thought about it a lot so far. We were very focused on the present. And now when this conversation comes up, How does it feel to talk about the future? I think you're right. It was very hard to dream big about the future when we were experiencing everything being new. Every new city, every new campground, every part of how we were going to live felt, uh, I think, sometimes overwhelming. You and I have just had these days where we were just exhausted. And it's difficult to dream when all you can think about is, how am I going to figure out how to get to this next place? And the months leading up to us leaving, we were dreaming, but there was so much unknown that it was also then difficult to understand um, what the journey might look like until we experienced it. So now we're a few months in, and your point on our conversation, now I actually feel like we can think bigger. We can think a few months in advance, a few years in advance, and that feels good. I'm actually just thinking about it when you're speaking right now. And it is true that since everything was brand new to us, we were very focused on the day to day. Mm -hmm. And there were almost no conversations about what is going to happen or where we're going. And while I think that it's okay that we took the time to focus on what we're doing and learning everything new and not thinking about the future, it is also important to have these conversations about the future and leave some breadcrumbs to the universe. (laughs) to figure out what we're doing because I want the universe to listen to us and I want the the universe to tune in to what we're doing so we can create a future. I think whether you want it to or not, it's listening. Oh, I know it's listening. That's for sure. (laughs) This is a whole other conversation. But I want to be intentional about leaving these breadcrumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. And something very interesting happened to me during this conversation This dream about the future grew so quickly during the seven hours that I was almost a little bit scared of it, of how big it was. Mm. Did it feel the same to you? Because you looked like you were like really in your element and, oh, this is going to be great. This is exactly what we're doing. I know how to do it. And I was like, do we know how to do it? Maybe that's true. But you and I ebb and flow between dreaming really big and being scared sometimes. And sometimes it's you and sometimes it's me. Yeah. Either one of us is not always dreaming big and not thinking about reality. Uh, I think we have our moments and that I think that's a healthy conversation of the other person saying, actually, that seems really difficult. Yeah. Or impossible. 
You are right, but as much as I'm fascinated by the opportunities that we have, these opportunities, when you think about them as a whole, can also paralyze you, mm-hmm. right? So I had to go back a little bit and try to understand we did a lot of big things in our lives. We did a lot of changes. We dropped tons of coconuts along the way. How did we do it? How did we get to where we are? It was an interesting reflection because I think in order to understand that, you have to start going back and seeing the actions that you took in order to get somewhere. And I'm not a big person on dwelling in the past. I don't think every action in the past have to be examined with a magnifying glass in order to understand it. Mm-hmm. But I found it interesting that when you start looking at the decisions that we made, for example, the strip, I can't really pinpoint the moment in time where we made the decision. I'm curious to hear from your perspective, how did this trip came to be? The trip came to be because of a lot of dreaming really big and being inspired by different ideas and the potential impact that we could make and the work that both of us do down to the kind of small minor details of actual execution. Like, could we actually do this? Could we downsize? So it was a lot of, a lot of conversation, a lot of moments in time. And I think in some ways taking some big risks, kind of saying, Hey, like, let's try it. Like, let's give it everything we have and have this experience together. But it was a lot of moments in time. I think you're right. It happened through a lot of small moments. And that is really the thing that I was after. It is more of tipping the scale to another direction than making a one big decision. Mm. It was a lot of small decisions that happened along a path that led to this. Yeah. And the more I digged into it, I realized that it happened because we took a small trip to New Jersey to look at Airstreams. It's true. It happened because we were sitting on the sofa watching that movie and saying, oh yeah, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. It happened because we put the down payment on it. It happened because of a lot of small things. Because we started getting rid of clothes, for example, we felt lighter all of a sudden and mm-hmm. we felt like it's possible because we knew that we can fit everything that we had into a small environment. So there were a lot of little things that happened along the way. It makes me think about all the moments that we want to make change in our life and we want to do something big. So we put this goal out there on a big mountain and then we put an armor on and we talked about it last time about courage and bravery. We gather all the energies that we have and we go to war Mm. because we need to conquer this mountain. And along the way, because I had this armor on and I had a helmet on and I put like, you know, what, what, are, what are these things that you put on your elbows and your elbow patches, elbow patches. <laughs> and I was ready to fight. I put my gloves on and I forgot that there's a journey to be made because I'm so focused on this goal mm. at the end of the road. How many times in my life have I done that? So many times. Mm. Can you find it in your journey as well? Very much so, but only upon reflection, because I think we, we almost like timestamp things in our life, moments in our life as like bookmarks in a way. Yeah. You, know, you think about life in these moments when in fact it's this kind of ongoing conversation about the evolution of, of what we want to do and how we want to get there. 
And isn't it a little bit sad that we have to look at our lives as bookmarks? Because I agree with you. If I have to think very quickly of my life, I can see these like big ticks mm-hmm. where things happened. I actually find it really sad mm. because there were so many moments that led to every big tick. That's like the bookmark in the book mm-hmm. that it's almost as if I read the book and I only read the chapters. That, or the title of the chapter. Exactly. I, almost, I just read the title of the chapter, but I don't read the chapters at all. Mm. How boring is that? Yeah. Even if the chapter titles are interesting or momentous, you don't appreciate the hard work that went into each one of those chapters. I want to leave the hard work out of it. You don't read the happy moments. You don't read the successes. You don't read, yes, some of the challenges. You don't read how you solved things. You don't read all the moments where you were generous with yourself, generous with others. Mm-hmm. You just read these big ticks in time. Some of these ticks I'm proud of, Some of I am not proud of, but I'm sure that there are long of moments along the way that even if I'm proud or not, there's still the moments that made me and that made who I am. And with a lot of conversations that I have with people, I can read these titles, but I honestly, I just want a small stories. (laughs) I just want a story that made you. Yeah. And the story that made you is really in between these chapters. I would reference what you're describing comes to me like uh, your resume. You know, it's same. You and I have had conversations about the challenge of putting 20 years of hard work onto one page. And I know you're going to speak with Megan Houle coming up, who's a big retail recruiter, because there's a lot of coconut dropping when it comes to resumes. Yeah. But that is another version of our life boiled down to... 400 words and i agree with you like that is not a way to reflect on the work um, or the experiences that we have in our career they are the little moments so maybe we're taught to boil ourselves down to these essence of moments that can tell someone a story about yourself but really it doesn't tell anything right to be honest with you it just tells that i had big ticks in my life but it doesn't tell you the true story behind who i am mm-hmm. if i'm thinking about this trip and i try to go back to the moment that it all started the great thing about my little revelation was that i can't find this moment because it again it can be the moment where we sat on the sofa it can be the moment where we went to new jersey I can take it back to the moment where I left my job in fashion, Mm -hmm. or maybe we can take it back to the moment that we met. There are actually a lot of seeds of this move that we're doing today, eight years later, in the first conversation that we had on the High Line, where I told you, I want to leave the city. So maybe we were not ready, and you definitely were not ready because you just arrived. I just arrived, and I remember thinking, wow, he's really great, but oh well, if he's moving away, I guess this was... A nice afternoon. Exactly. (laughs) But the seeds to this move were already there in our heads, I think. And we were not ready, but it was in my head at least. And I think that back then I just like, let me just plant that little seed in his head as well. (laughs) And a few years later, it happens. Now I know that you can explain everything by, oh, this happened then, by reflecting backwards. But what I'm getting at is that Knowing that these big moves happen 
because we do things every day that contribute to them, yeah. I keep wondering in my head, why are we not putting more intention into every day? Because we know it's going to create the future me. Is this confusing? I don't think it's confusing at all, but I don't think we recognize it because you may not see how certain actions lead to other actions. And there's a lot of stereotypes of like live every day to its fullest and take advantage of every day, but that's really hard to do in the grind of whatever life might be. It is hard to do. I don't think it's easy. And I know that there is some cliche to it, like live your life to the fullest today. Right. I know. And I don't think that you should wake up every morning and go save the world. I don't think that either. But if I break down what we've done, I see all the actions that led to it. And that tells me one thing. It tells me that we didn't know where we're going. But the decisions that we made and the conversations that we've had and our mindset contributed to the fact that we are here. Right. So when I think about intentional living... Again, I don't think you should save the world every day, but you should be aware at least of what's happening in your life. And so many of us are walking through life just trying to get to the next tick, mm -hmm. to the next chapter, to the next title that we kind of forget right. that there's a journey to be made yeah. and there's an element of time to everything. Yeah. When you think about your goals, but you forget about the time element, you kind of live only by trying to get to these goals. Yeah. And then everything seems very difficult because you want it now. We yeah. want it to happen right now. I want that promotion now. I want that relationship now. Yeah. And change can take a lot of time. It can take a year. It can take five years. It can take 10 years. So while we're waiting for this to happen... Why don't we focus on what we do right now? Yeah. When you made big moves in your lives, what we call now the ticks, let's mm -hmm. call them the ticks. Okay. Can you break it down to a lot of small actions that were sometimes big, sometimes small, but led to this moment? Can we read between these and find a chapter? Absolutely could. I would say maybe similar, speaking for myself, but similar to many people I've met or interviewed, we often struggle telling our own story of those moments that are not those ticks, like what happened in between. And I'm saying that from someone that has hired and hundreds and hundreds of people. And often my questions are just kind of tell me your story. And other than those moments in time on a resume, people really struggle with this. I, I think the conversation is recognize what those are, how you got there. And for me, it actually took me a long time to figure that out too. It took me a long time to be able to articulate my story that was beyond those moments in time on my resume. And now I get to do that regularly, whether it's you know engaging with retail store teams or talking about my book or um, and speaking engagements, it's really storytelling. And that's a journey of learning how to do that that takes practice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've put a lot of practice into it so that hopefully others can think about, I mean, for me specifically, their retail careers, that the stories are much deeper than the title you have. 
And for me, it took changing my occupation to find myself. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. This is about the storytelling. And beside the fact that we are looking for the moments we're successful to show the world that we are great, I think the storytelling is so important. Finding your journey and knowing to tell it in a way that is compelling and compassionate yeah. and leading to that high moments, but also giving the context of how you got there. Yeah. I think it is great that you can put a big target in the future. But I think it's greater that you do these small steps and realize them every day. And even though you don't always know where you're going and the target can change and the journey can change, knowing that you can go back and tell that story is one of the most magical things, I think, that I've discovered during this. Yeah, yeah and those stories are traditionally not linked to time you don't tell a story and say in march of 2020 i did this and in april i did this you you story tell and you take people on a journey that's not always linked to time so i think that's kind of where you started this of we have to stop thinking in terms of by x i will accomplish this by this date i will do this you have to think of, of like what is the journey what is the story how am I going to paint this picture for others? If you want, if that's your goal, I should say that's not everyone's goal. Yeah, paint the pictures for others and for yourself, first of all. Yeah. So when I think about these new goals that we have and new dreams, they're going to be somewhere in the distance that I can sometimes shift my head and peek at them. But what I want really for us is to be intentional about every day. And by saying that, I mean that we just need to be present. Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to look back and know these moments and know the stories between everything that happened and know that all these little ones made a change at the end. So in a way, we are in constant movement and in constant change. It's not that there is one moment that brought us here. What does it mean to you thinking about our future to be intentional about the present. It's continuing to put small actions into place that can tip that scale that you mentioned earlier. I love that visual, this idea of like grains of sand that are on a scale that you're, you're dreaming and you're adding more sand to that side. Even if it's one grain at a time, you're doing something that moves you forward, that moves you towards something. I like the way you describe that because it makes me think of what am I doing every day that leads to something else that maybe is the dream that we talked about yesterday on the drive and maybe it's going to become something else and that's okay. That it's not just a title. Can we just leave breadcrumbs and not sand? Okay. Because I think bread is a little bit more exciting to me and also it's bigger pieces so maybe the scale will tilt a little bit quicker (laughs) okay that's fair (laughs) the idea of time really fascinates me not because we project ourselves to the future and imagine the change we want to have but because we can reflect on the past and see the paths we walked on to get where we are i keep saying we don't know where we're going but we know where we've been And all these decisions, big and small, brought me to this point in time. 
If I hadn't studied design, I wouldn't end up in New York. If I didn't get to New York, I wouldn't have met you. If we didn't meet, we wouldn't be on the strip. I can keep going forever. Which brings me to this. There is no more important time than now. Every decision you make from the moment you wake up will contribute in some way or another to the future you. It doesn't matter where you're going. It matters that you make this moment important. I hope that the next time I reflect back on a big change, I will be able to break it down to all the small moments that led to it. And I want to make it my mission that the next time I do that, I see moments where I went out of my way to help someone, build something, be creative, be a positive force. I want to see moments where I was kind to someone else, kind to myself. The next time I recognize big change, I will know every step I made. And maybe most importantly, why I deserve that change. Beautiful. Thank you, Ronald. It's been a pleasure as always. As always. I can't wait for the next moment we chat. And until then, drop some coconuts. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're inspired, reach out to me. I would love to hear your story and maybe we can drop a few coconuts together. Who knows? If you share this podcast with someone you love, I wouldn't be mad at you at all. And I'm grateful that you curved a moment out of your time to join us. Until the next time, drop some coconuts in three, two, one.